Hello, and welcome back to Creatives Chat. Peter, why don't you introduce the guest we have on our show today? Oh, Rusty, our guest is a soul on a journey of self-discovery. This master manifester has been a teacher, a professional chef, an artist, student, world traveler, event host, and collaborator. Her dreams and multifaceted magical bus project, Persistence, are continuing to unfold the magic of healing and transformation. Our guest, Allison Adair. All right, everybody, join us as Allison and Peter chat about who knows what. Streaming from Retro Earth Studio and brought to you by WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Human Apparel Raise your vibration and energize your life with specialized Fibonacci tuning forks to deepen meditations and empower self-healing. Get your vibrational sound tools for personal enhancement at EnergyBodyTuners.com Allison, thank you so much for coming on Creatives Chat. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Oh, so where to even start? I guess for the listeners, my first introduction into Allison and Persistence was at this event she held in August called the Mini Melt, <laughs> where I just experienced some wild magic. This festival, this pop-up festival in the like an enchanted forest is how you could really pitch it, but. I mean, I just don't want to entice entice the listeners too much. How did persistence really start? Like the whole event was really gathered around this epic. I mean, I don't even want to, I don't even want to spoil it. You just dive right in. What is persistence? How did it start? So am I diving into the event itself or how she, how she was birthed or what was birthed through her? Which direction do I go? Oh my gosh. (laughs) All the above. Let's see. Um, I think that a good place to start is um, is maybe the vision boards. Ooh, the manifestation. Okay. So, how did persistence come to be? What was the what was the initial vision for? The initial vision was just to manifest um, two things uh, I was looking for at the time. Uh, one of them being a vehicle that could get me in and out of this magical place that you so speak of with the enchanted forest and the vehicle I had would not be able to get me in and out of here, uh, due to it being very deep in the woods and, um, it does snow here in the winter time. So I was on a quest to get a different vehicle, but I was also on a quest to, manifest a glass house not specifically a bus but in my imagination because of where I've lived the past almost two years in May and connected with nature and the elemental healing around me in my heart during this interesting time we've been in the last two years I kept imagining this like glass house where people could be outside but inside as well. So it's like a dome shaped glass house where people could see the the stars and see the mountain, the snowy mountain. And you literally can hear the Creek as you walk up um, to the, to the property. And so I imagined this glass house where people could come and connect in nature. And I kept drawing it on my vision boards. I'm a big 
vision board person. I draw things out and I utilize manifestation from the inside out through meditation. And, um, as I was, uh, looking for a car, the glass house kind of all happened at, at once, so to speak. So I hmm. had gone to seven dealerships and I wasn't finding what I was looking for. So I got on Facebook on buy, soul trade. And all of a sudden a bus appeared and I was like, what, why is something inside of me telling me to go look at this bus? I don't, what are a bus? And I was just really intrigued by the bus and it felt like a glass house and it felt like I was supposed mm. to go and see this, um, this bus. And just to give you a, a little bit of background information, I didn't realize that conversions and um, like big giant bus conversions, I knew van conversions yeah. were a thing, but I didn't but, know that there was a whole subculture like birthing. Sc yeah. Schoolies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, all at the same time. All of it was birthing at the same time where I'm just like yeah. going to go look at this bus thinking it's this glass house. Um, so I contacted the lady on Facebook and she said, oh, there's lots of people that want to come and look at it. You might want to come on Friday. I said, okay, I'll come and look at it on Friday. It's an hour and a half from where I live. And the night, mm -hmm. the night, that night, I, I just really couldn't sleep. And all these ideas were coming to me. And I was getting really excited about all things that, that could be. And yeah. I hit her up at like 6 a.m. And I said, is, is it possible to come see that bus on Thursday? And she said, well, you could come see it today. So got my car. And uh, drove there and looked at the bus, wow. saw the bus, and it was cheaper than any car I'd been looking at. And I just said, yes. I didn't know <laughs> how I was going to get a home. I didn't know what all was going to happen to it. I knew I had a bunch of dreams. I knew at the yeah. time, at the time, I was pretty terrified of, of driving. And that's a whole nother story. So I was like, oh, I'll figure it out. I'll just figure it out. We call him Sticker Brett. Uh, he's a he's actually a sign guy. He works for businesses. His name his his business name is Vinyl uh, Vinyl Lab. But um, he drove it here, and then it took many trips to the DMV to get it transferred over. Um, and that's and that's where it all started. But there's really no start and finish because this yeah. is a multi leveled project, humanitarian project that has so many different levels it's hard to know where to begin with it but um I got her home once I got her home the next day I got up and I, I did a video to myself and to some sisters of mine and and I realized all the possibilities of what this bus could do and how it could yeah. help other people and so it was it was never my intention for the bus to be some big conversion I'm the bus for myself it's not been just about me. It's not just an, it's no ordinary conversion. It's a mm. conversion for humanity. I love it. And just this aspect of the vision board, the manifestation, you keep, you know, you, you mentioned this glass house, how you're, you're envisioning these, I guess you would say these aspirations of the heart. At what point did you start to really see it come together in that moment? Click that when you we're drawing out the glass house that, and you see the, you see the bus itself that you're like, Oh my gosh, this is it. This, yeah. this was what I've been drawing. I don't even know. I don't even know if I have an answer for you. Everything just happens so quickly. It's like when your heart knows, it knows. And mm. there was, 
there were so many unanswered questions and question marks, but at the same time, there was like this inner knowing of, I don't need to have all the answers. I just know this is correct. And yeah. there wasn't, there wasn't a lot around it. Like, okay, it, 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 that this is the glass house. I don't know at what moment I put it all together. Um, but hmm. I look at my vision boards. I do my vision boards every new moon. And then I look and see how things um, manifest into reality on that full moon, just as mm. like this, this uh, interview that we're doing. If I were to look at a vision board that I did at the beginning um, of the month, I write out what I want to see and how I want to live my life and what do things look yeah. like? And I just draw it out. And this interview was on there. So things happen if I draw them out and they're connected to my heart and I make balance action steps to mm. create that from paper <laughs> into actual reality in front of me. Ooh. So I guess we're going to have to circle back to that aspect of, you know, we fast forward to this enchanted forest, this amazing property, the Creek you say you can hear and listen to. How did everything start to come to be? Because I'm assuming you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, that even the property and where you're at right now all came back to this vision board and just where you're trying to go in your life of kind of this community healing. It's like, where is the bus currently at and how did it get there? Yeah. Okay. So the bus is uh, an hour and a half northeast of Seattle. Okay. Um, it, it got here because two years ago when I was living in Seattle, uh, Beacon Hill specifically, uh, my lease was coming to an end and I started drawing out vision boards and I wanted to just have trees in the backyard and water and a kitchen and alignment and butterflies and teaching again. And um, we were we were almost in this like interesting time where things were about to shift. I didn't even know it at the time when I did my very first vision board that things were literally in our world in Washington about to kind of go inside out is what I call the last three years, like inside out. <laughs> so I did this vision board and I started seeing how things were coming true and anything I would write down and like really focus on it. It was, it was coming true. And, mm. and I, and I never imagined that I would be on such amazing place with with a, a rippling creek that wraps around the property so I had drawn out water and I ended up in a place with water I ended up in a place with a snowy mountain view this enchanted forest that has lights everywhere and tapestries everywhere and huckleberries during certain seasons and blackberries and all kinds of plant medicine out here um and uh infinite birds and <laughs> animals i've never connected with nature so deeply before and it's mm. it's the mission of the bus the mission of the connection that i'm trying to bring which is helping others connect with their hearts and their dreams believing in themselves connecting with the elements around us mm. to um just to deepen our connection to our heart and to yeah know that we're our own creators of our realities. Well, it's kind of where it comes back to in a lot of the themes of your manifestations. It's this core 
starting point and it's the vision board. And there's nothing more important than that, than having the vision for it. And that's one of the things that always kind of caught my eye about yourself and this project is like your ability to kind of hone in on something and know that, yeah, this is what I want to actually create. And then it, again, you like, you take this concept you drew out in paper and this in your own like epic artistic fashion. And then it just, it just happens. And to see it again, come to, come to fruition in that sense, it's always fascinating just to see your ability to kind of, I guess you would say pivot the divine flow that's always happening in life. And this kind of ability to think, you know, quickly on the feet to, to even just troubleshooting and problem solving, like where did this kind of like adaptation and readiness come from? Mm, I think that because I have lived in seven states and three countries and traveled the world and had about every job I can think of, <laughs> not all jobs, but all different kinds of jobs and um, mm. surrounded myself by all different kinds of people and cultures and the difference between my manifestation now and manifestation prior to pandemic, I guess, would be I always manifested from the outside forwards, meaning, hmm. oh, I want this. I feel like I want this job or I want to um, go do this thing. And so I, if I try hard enough, if I try hard enough, I can, I can make it happen. And um, that's not how I manifest now. How I manifest now is like tap into my heart and mm. really, really listen and um, manifest from the inside out versus just pushing, pushing, pushing myself to manifest in this reality. Does that make sense? Mm. It does. And I want to expand on it. This concept <laughs> of the, this concept of the inside out, recognizing that it starts here first and then it essentially radiates to the external world. Like when did that switch of kind of like heart recognition, heart coherence come onto your kind of peer view of awareness? I think that I've, I've always had a way of magnetizing what my dreams are towards me, but the true awareness of the understanding of how that the inner workings work was propelling me towards understanding the power of us as creators and what Ooh. and what we're able to create so this epic aspect of creation and you know harnessing the the divine goddess energies you talk about the pandemic and that aspect of it kind of being a pivot point was there any certain experience or chain of events that kind of brought you to this realization where it's like no like the power starts from here i'm the one who manifests these things yeah. I mean, we were in a, we were in a world where, uh, I, my job was over at least for a while. And that, that specific job was going out into the school systems and teaching fourth and fifth graders nutrition and culinary workshops. When I lost my job, yeah. so I had to think about internally, okay, if I can't go anywhere, I'll just bring, I'll just bring my environment to me. And so I started adjusting my bedroom first with like, more things that felt very somatic and healing for me. And I started reading books and I started doing more deep therapy during the pandemic. And then when I was able to draw out these vision boards, you're mapping out your existence. Yeah. I was mapping out my existence. So, um, 
if I couldn't go anywhere, I would want to be in a place with nature, with trees and water. And that's what I started drawing out. And when I started Mm. drawing out this vision of my life, eight weeks later, I landed in the place I am now. And I've been here for two years. And it's the Mm. place we've been talking about with the Emerald Forest and the creek and the mountains. So I guess we have to dive into it you have persistence you now have a bus yeah there needs to be work done on that bus there's a vision for what you have now that these things are possibilities at opening up like when did it become more than just a vehicle and uh i guess you would say a venue for teaching and healing when did it become more than when did it really take on like persistence as herself Yeah, that's a good question. So I'm just going to close my eyes so I can stay focused for a second. Um, I feel like the next day after I got her home and I started having these visions of how I could get kids involved and people involved, but we were in a weird time. So it was a little bit tricky. Um, uh, Skipping fast forward, I had to move her to a tire shop in a city near where I live to have her looked at. Cause that was step one, right? Like she, she was already what I thought converted, but I needed to look at her, um, the inside part, you know, just make sure that she, she runs okay. Or tires are okay. Or fluids are okay. And everything else, the inner working. So took her to a tire shop. They started looking at her and, um, turns out I had to leave her there for a little bit and I had to put my dreams on hold of, of, you know, having kids come out to the property and doing something with the bus, but that didn't stop me. So I decided to see if there were any kids that wanted to cut, wanted to come to the bus. Um, so that's, that's kind of how that, that the direction that that went. But in between that time, I thought, I should get this bus painted um, so that kids could do like a paint by number, but it didn't really make too much, too much sense. Something, something kids could do. Could they paint on the bus? Could they paint outside the bus? And then a friend of a friend connected me with an artist named Lisa Mm. and Lisa painted the whole bus for me with my visions. Hmm. One of them being a hummingbird on one side and a butterfly and an eagle. And all of those are things that I've seen at this property that are inspirational to me. And then the other three sides of the bus have inspirational messages on them. So that when the bus is traveling, if you're in a car and you see the bus, it'll just make you smile because it's it's so it's just funny. It's colorful and it's whimsical and it has real messages that mean something. So I took it up to this tire shop and it was there for a while. And then my friend Lisa came and painted it. And before she was even done painting it, there were people stopping right and left. What's going on with this bus? What are you doing with this bus? Are you going to live on this bus? Like everybody (laughs) was stopping in this small town asking me about this bus, including a family who didn't even live in that town who saw the bus and they stopped and it was, they had two kids and they stopped and they asked me, what are you doing on this bus? And what are you doing with this? So let's go take a tour. So we took a tour on the bus and they got to see it. And I asked them if they liked to paint and they said, yeah, we like to paint. I said, okay, you want to paint the bus? And they were like, yeah, let's paint the bus. And so they got to paint the bus and it was 
just it's like putting your order in for the universe like so just mm. asking just asking for something that excites you mm. and can um be so fun uh so yeah these kids came they painted the bus and then beyond that um the guy that runs the tire shop he's friends with uh some families and they brought their their children up there multiple times different kids to not only paint the outside of the synergistic side of the bus but to mm. come on the inside of the bus and play instruments and paint canvases and make gratitude sticks and look at books and look at squishmallows like the whole inside of the bus is it's <laughs> like it's a sensory exploration peter it's quite unique there's nothing like it <laughs> i love it i love it well i guess it's to me it really just rings true because it is it sparks all these like magic school bus vibes you know <laughs> I, I like love that show as a kid and it's one of those things where you think about it's you know it's the adventure and bringing the play back into the everyday experience and being able to have a space where you can just kind of like that's on wheels you know that can travel to and from and just like actually present this opportunity and experience just to tap in with the creative side it's super cool to see and ah i guess that's where i can I can take this question next is in terms of just the creation of, you know, persistence and from the painting, from the external to the internal, how has just the overall process of that transformation impacted you and your own growth in just this like whole co journeying of you and uh, you and your child persistence? <laughs> yeah, she is definitely, definitely my child. Um, she means everything to me. She's a, she's not just a bus. She's yeah. a sacred space. I'm looking at her right now. Can see her from the window. Um, I thought she was done. I thought I got a bus. It was already done. I was going to take and do some cool stuff with her. And when she got checked out the first few times, people thought she was oh she's good she's good but something inside told me she wasn't like something more mm. needed to happen and even though people kept saying oh it's just a little bit here and there I'm like yeah no I think <laughs> we gotta put all the pieces together something feels off yeah. and I would say like the first thing is the first lesson or the expansion or growth like is even though all these people are telling me something I was it's confusing because these are people who you think know, but then I don't know anything about buses, but something inside was like, no, nah, I think you need to, you need mm -hmm. to dig deeper. And I'm like, I don't want to dig deeper. It's already done. I don't want to dig deeper. And so uh, I finally found a, a guy to work on the bus. Um, that's a whole nother story itself. That was a complete manifestation. And um, knowing that surrendering to everything is flowing through us and divine timing and not trying to rush stuff and just yeah. waiting and allowing. And, um, so I got someone to work on the bus, but as he was starting to pull her apart, uh, we were finding more and more things going on. So mm. she would, she would have lasted for a couple of years, but I want her to last forever. Yeah. And you can't have wet insulation, but it wasn't just that. It's just, the very top of her, we had to completely pull everything off. Um, mm. There were things on the bus that we didn't need. For example, um, 
there was a like a house oven stove which takes way too much energy to use so that had to go and then like on top of the bus there was like a home air conditioner up there and a platform and just a bunch of stuff that was didn't need to be up there so when we stripped her then you're looking at holes and so all that had to be fixed and then beyond that as we kept pulling and pulling things apart long story short sometimes you just gotta gut all of it and like start (laughs) the beginning and that's that's how i would say is um it's about transformation and um the infinite transformation that not only the bus is in but myself as a soul and a human on this planet meaning it's like starting over again or Mm. finding out who we really are and shedding what doesn't serve us anymore and letting go of things and so her outside so pretty but she had a lot of inner work to do And Mm. even though I thought she was done, she still needed more. (laughs) So it's like my journey and working on the inside Mm. of me, Mm. the symbolism there. And that, I guess, one thing that always really rings true to these types of, I would say, life paths, right? Where, you know, it's like, okay, where's... You know, I always try to look at it like life is always trying to bring us to that point of really coming to know and experience our pureness, like that highest of high selves, that love, that light, that oneness, the isness, the bee's knees of experience. It wants us to just know that that's what we are. So it's always pushing us towards these moments. And the one thing that like really just stands out in your story is just the fact that you just kept having that nagging knowing that is just like the annoying little kid just yanking at the coattail just (laughs) like like hey no like we need to do this and that aspect of again you know everyone outside saying one thing but the internal knowing just aligning with that truth and you actually listening to that and leaning into it and then it just cascading into this whole journey and you're talking about how it just awakens this realization of the parallel of your your own progression with that of persistence it's like those magical moments of just synchronicities of just knowings, how has that come full circle and just your own awareness of the power of creation that you have in this process of transformation? Yeah, that's a powerful question. Um, I don't even know where to start with that. It's a loaded, it's a loaded answer. It feels like (laughs) loaded loaded questions require a lot of ammunition. I mean, I guess we could always start with it where it's like that trusting the intuition and that intuitional awareness, like, cause I feel like that's always the kind of guide for these types of journeys. So like, when did that start to be like, Oh, I need to listen to that. Right. Well, I mean, I've felt that for a very long time, the inner knowing, Mm. But it's a choice to listen, (laughs) right? Like it's confusing because you hear it and then something comes after it in the small little tiny mind trying to tell you, no, that that first thing is not a thing. Mm. And that's the confusion. And uh, so, you know, I'm still working on it, always listening to the the first voice the first time, but it's, it's, it's the, um, it feels scary to, to follow Mm. through with the voice. 
I feel like the, the buses helped me break through a lot of fears. So I might hear something and I'm like, wait, what? I'm not doing that. But the more I would listen to the first thing, the faster the synchronicities would happen. So mm. when I follow my heart's like greatest excitement and I follow those little nuggets, like it's like following breadcrumbs in the forest, you know, like, oh, another one, another one. And then all of a sudden mm. magic unfolds. So it's like diving into those, those, to the fear of yeah. everyone's telling me I don't need to do this thing, but I think that I need to gut the whole bus. Like what? I don't want to gut the bus, but something's telling me mm. we should, because guess what? Six months later, we got two feet of snow and I'm so glad that every single bit of her is solid. Yeah. And that's why. I know listening to my inner is correct so many times because the universe just shows you mm. like, oh yeah, that was a good idea to make sure she was solid because now there's no water coming down anywhere. Mm. And <clears throat> continuing that aspect of just listening to the inner intuition and cultivating that personal knowing these manifestations, we got to go up, we got to get back where we started this, this mini festival in the forest, these, these adventures going to different festivals, like you've been man, like, how's your manifestations of just these different events and experiences with persistence been just coming to fruition? And like, how did that start? Like, <laughs> I'm typically like at music festivals, taking care of artists and just, mm putting myself in uh, places where I can be around art and music and positive people. And um, it felt like persistence was a way to, if I couldn't go out there to these festivals, then I could, I could create community and unity through the bus, mm. through this property. And I had a couple of gatherings out here this summer and they were, um, inspired by the bus and um, it really brought together a lot of people and they came out here and there were different musicians that played and it wasn't that musician played it was I was trying to provide an experience not just for the people that come to be a part of this gathering but for the artists themselves so mm. they come and they can enjoy the experience and not feel like, oh, it's a show. Let's do a show. Yeah. It's a, like a collaborative uh, sensory exploration for everybody. My big dream was to be able to take the bus to a, uh, to a festival yeah, and, yeah. and uh, travel on her. So last summer, I don't know what month, doesn't really matter. Uh, after I had a gathering here, um, uh, Curtis Parsons, uh, known as AKA, uh, Conga Curdy, he plays with a lot of different musicians out there in the reggae world. Um, he has a lot of different offerings that he gives. He's an amazing soul. And we had a heart to heart conversation after he was here. And I said, are you going to California to a festival called dry diggins? And he said, yes, I'm going to go. And I said, would you want to take my bus? Because I know he has a bus, but I knew it wasn't working at the time. And he said, sure, I love to take your bus. And I was like, oh, shit. 
Oh, <laughs> it's happening. Really? Okay. So, um, uh, he lives in Oregon, so I had to get the bus from here to Oregon. So I don't know how to drive the bus yet, but I'm going to learn, going to learn. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine, James came all the way from Oregon here. He drove my bus and I drove his car. I followed my bus to Oregon in my friend's car with his dog. And we got to Oregon and we met Curdy and his dad. We stayed the night and the next day uh, we successfully made it on the road for the first big second layer of the trip to Wow. Ah, California. And it was so magical to be on the bus with like 30 feet <laughs> sunsets and sunrises and like people looking at the bus when I was like on the bus, like looking at pointing out the bus because <laughs> it was it was cool. It was a cool, really cool experience. And um, just to be in all the different geography, like through the roads and yeah. Um, I slept, uh, quite a bit. So it was great to be able to be on the back of a bus and not be cramped in a car with my legs all like cramped up yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Just, and just see, and the festival actually got moved a week before they moved the festival to a totally different city, a totally different venue. Oh, wow. Um, but what opened up for me in that way is my bus got a beautiful, beautiful spot. And I was next to all these different families with kids and they yeah. all got to paint the bus and I got to see music and hang out with different artists and see my friends in California. And it was just, oh, it was just amazing. Plus I hadn't heard live music in so long um, outside mm. of Washington. So it's really cool. See, those are the things, though, about the the magic of the bus itself. You know, persistence. She's a home on wheels. You know, she's an experience in and of itself. And being able to take it to different, I guess you'd say, just localities, venues, different regions. And to see the same for me, like you can even see in your face, like that childlike excitement <laughs> when people see it and like are hanging out in the bus, like. What does that feel like just to just to see people actually have something that's, I guess you would say, like a memory that they're going to yeah. like look back on? Yeah. So um, I'll start with where we were at this at this festival. We're talking to kids and you talk to their parents and you hear their story and you hear what they're going through and what their kids are going through. And um people coming on the bus and looking at the bus and sitting down on the couch and we're all hanging out and just talking. Mm. It's the connection. It's the heart connection and just people having a space to talk to other people about creative stuff. is just fun. Whether you're a kid or you're an adult walking onto the bus and seeing a bunch of squishmallows and dream catchers and tarot cards and crystals and, or, you know, opening up a giant refrigerator and pulling out a cold <laughs> beverage, you know, to, to cool yourself off with. So the bus just attracts um, animals, people, and all infinite possibilities. <laughs> mm. And one could look at this sense of the intention behind it. 
you know, you look at persistence and you've always kind of seen it as this modality of, you know, increasing your tool belt of different, different healing forms. Right. And you've mentioned a few of them, but the one that I really want to dive into is this aspect of, you know, the, the teaching, and you mentioned it a few times, plant medicine, and just these aspects of bringing nature into the human experience on like a palatable level. I mean, where does that inspiration come from? Like, where did this kind of value of integrating nature and, you know, community and teaching and healing under one roof of persistence, how did that come into existence? Yeah, I think it's, it's the birth of all the different hats I've worn in my lifetime. So Hmm. the different healing modalities stem from the inner work that I've done over the last two years with different therapists and different modalities. And one of them being plant medicine and plant medicine has, Oh, infinite things I could talk about with plant medicine. Um, I've, I've, I've always had fascination with food and creating food and creating something from food. Um, but plant medicine on a deep, deep level is how we heal our bodies. It's what we put in. It's what we put into, um, our mouths is what we put on our skin. It's what we, we utilize on a daily basis. Um, whether it's a banana that you're eating in the morning or whether it's a lotion that you're putting on your skin at night, or whether it's, um, some sort of spray that you're spraying or essential oil, it's all, it all comes from somewhere. So if we connect at the basic level with plants, so like a cellular level, and you see what are these, what can these plants, what can these plants, what can we receive from these plants? It's not just like information, it's, it's healing. So I'll give you an example. Lavender, lavender is a powerful, powerful plant that grows in Washington. Many people don't understand how powerful this plant is. It can help with PTSD, anxiety, sleeping disorders, inflammation, digestive disorders, and I could go on. And that's one tiny plant in the universe that we're we're living on. And um, (laughs) so I want to help people be aware that we don't necessarily have to go to the store and buy something that has 25 different ingredients in it to help us. We actually can look around us and see what's calling us in food. So any food we're eating, understanding um, how those foods affect our body and not just the foods, but how are we preparing the foods? What are we serving the foods Mm. with? How are they being, are they being cooked? Are they being, um, and, and the, and, 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 and the cooking and how we cook foods also affects our body. So that's all like plant medicine and balance mm. and finding healing through food. Okay. Well, I guess that's the kind of thing we should point out to the listeners in this sense of your background with food. You know, we went from talking about <laughs> this, this woman who's manifesting, you know, these, these magic visions of the heart through this epic, you know, creature of a being that we know as persistence into plant medicine and food. Where does your kind of real expertise in terms of like the food angle come into play with all of this? Experience, education, um, trial and error, (laughs) 
my own healing journey. So um, I started playing with food when I was little. And then when I got older, I wanted to explore it more. So um, I studied nutrition in undergrad and graduate school. And then I went to culinary school and, um, you know, you learn some basic stuff, but the real learning comes when you start working in places and applying yeah. the education to the actual thing. And, yeah. um, for me, I had, I've had different areas of my body break down pretty much starting from the head all the way down to the toe. And, um, when that sort of thing happens, you dive into every kind of healing modality out there. And one of the first ways that we can start the balance off is like, what are we putting into mm. our mouths for food? Yeah. And at a basic level, if, if, if our gut biome isn't, isn't in balance, then the rest of us is kind of thrown off. So yeah. and I, I'm still trying to, and I wouldn't say I'm an extrovert, but I have experience. Um, I have a lot of experience <laughs> with food. Mm. Well, what are some of these kind of, uh, I guess you would say these, the inspirations for your kind of food angle in terms of healing and incorporating that in like this vision of persistence, like where does you, you're a well-traveled being. So where do you pull all these visions from? how does the inspiration of food apply to my bus or where do I get the inspiration of food in my daily life? Both. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, daily life, it is different every day. Um, I just listen to what my body is asking for. Um, mm. as far as the bus goes, I have, multiple ideas of what I'm doing with food in the bus. So I'd like to take the bus on the road and teach kids manifestation workshops and cooking classes and about plant medicine. But the way that I'm trying to fund my dream and bring food into this magical property and this magical bus is called Dinner Date Collaborate. Ooh. And dinner date collaborate is a collaboration <laughs> between myself and anyone else in the world that wants to come join. And what it is, is you get to have this opportunity to come out to this property on huge amount of land <laughs> and be inside of a bus, stay the night on a bus, could be two people, could be four people. We can accommodate more. We have space in other places if the bus feels like you want to have more people. But yeah. people come out here, they stay the night on the bus. And then I have a setup where they can either be out on the deck by the fire, or they can sit and blow up chairs under the stars, or they can sit under the canopy next to the bus and listen to music and mm. have meals delivered by me to them while they're literally in the forest next to the bus surrounded yeah. by hammocks and games and just allowing yourself to soak in the mountain view. It's a dining experience that's 
that's quite unique because I'm providing balanced foods for people. And my dream is to organically, organically inspire people to understand that they are their, their own creators, just trying to open people's perspective up and awareness to how foods can help balance them because we're all on our separate journeys, but at the same time, you know, until you don't, you, you only know what you know until you don't know. And so I'm just trying to provide a cool experience where, uh, what I've learned on my journey can help others. Hmm. Ooh. So this concept of paying it forward that I guess you can almost call it showing others how to dance their dance by kind of leading like the, the song, the line or whatever it is, you know, like the conga line, there we go. Uh, that, that kind of playfulness in life, you know, when did you really learn to kind of enjoy the play? And I guess you would say is dance your dance. Because, I mean, it brings it back to that aspect of overcoming these fears. You know, you mentioned it a few times, you know, it's like, well, really persistence has made me challenge a lot of my fears. Like, okay, so anytime we overcome a fear, we kind of gain that extra gusto, that extra, you know, pep in the step. Like, how did this, you know, come full circle in the sense of showing people how to come back to themselves through expression? You know, persistence has, has helped me dive through a lot of fears, but we what we, what we haven't touched on and kind of part two of this is I had to take a pause on the build Mm. because of finances. Yeah. And, um, when people come and stay here, it helps them and it helps the bus continuing, continue to be built. Mm. When the bus is built, it continues to go out there and, um, help other people. Yeah it continues to be infinitely synergistic. So you're not just coming out here having some dining experience. You're coming out here and you're expanding, you're growing, you're connecting, you're feeling, you're growing, you feel lighter when you leave. You've had balanced foods cooked by me and you're giving back to a project that is, it's just, it's, it's, it's already, helped so many people and it will continue to do so Mm. well continue to do so i guess that's kind of the question of the hour then is what are some of these visions for the future that you have for your girl oh so many though and so many i don't even know about (laughs) Ooh, that's very true that's what keeps happening is, you know, I had, to, I had to do a pause on the build and I've been wanting people to come out here and connect. Beyond that, my plan is to um, travel with her a little bit this summer, but mostly be here mm-hmm. on the property. So if people come out and they have larger gatherings where I live, because we did gatherings last year and um, mm-hmm. the owners of the property and other people will be coming out here doing multiple, um, events out here. And so she can be utilized as a secondary space for people to connect. Um, mm-hmm. but ideally I want to be out on the road, um, traveling with her part of the time too. So, uh, we'll see how dinner date collaborate goes over April, May and beginning of June. And beyond that, I've talked to different people about, 
taking her to different places, um, to different schools, to different communities, to different um, people's houses with groups of healers where they can go out and do special workshops at other people's mm. houses. So not just staying here. Yeah. That's why it's so multifaceted. Um, there's hip camp, there's the humanitarian aspect, there's day collaborate, there's traveling to festivals and being mm. um, part of festivals. I like that. Like a hospitality teaching station, hospitality creation station. Yes. Yes, totally. So that concept of just like living out the magic and one door kind of unfolds and opens up 10 more, like, how did the the real journey for the bus start? Because you know you mentioned you were like you're looking for a vehicle. Yeah. Like how did this one how did this one task of looking for a vehicle turn into this epic, <laughs> you know, manifested dream of multifaceted healing? Like <laughs> um one step at a time, one breath at a time. Um letting things flow through me and me writing them out and looking at them and going, okay, how do I make a step towards that dream? So mm -hmm. I have visions that come through and I write them all down and that's great. But in order to make something happen off of the vision board, there's the next step to something on the vision board. And mm -hmm. um, that's how I have manifested each step into the reality of gatherings that you were talking about, mm. like the, the very first, it actually the gathering that you were speaking of was third one or the second one. Mm. Um, there were three last summer. Mm. So. so one thing that really stands out to me though, is this aspect of going beyond just the initial concept. Cause I feel there's a lot of misconceptions, even just in like how people manifest in vision boards is they just leave it at this whole, like, Oh, look at this mass image and dream I'm making. This is going to come true. This is going to be real. But the thing that you're taking here is each one of those kind of points from the central vision has its own action step. Yeah. That ability to kind of take that, I guess you would say inner knowing to the external experience. How do you, how did you tap into that realization? getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I, I don't know. I don't like um, the realization of you see it on the board, but um, there's more to it than that. I think that mm. one of the techniques that I've learned was through a soul alignment program by Kim Beekman and, and her team, and it's called destination vibration. And it's something that I practice on a regular and have mm. for several years and it's uh using my imagination and my vibration to act it out in my head and envision mm -hmm. it and feel it like it's already yeah. happened yeah the feeling that's the that right there Re repeatedly like daily more than once more than twice more than three times if i'm really trying to manifest whatever it is so I have a whole, like a system and it's the system that I want to teach people about, um, of how to like tap into, and everybody has their own way of doing things, but there is a way to teach yourself how to like rekindle that 
connection with your inner child and get excited mm. about your imagination and um, create something that's never been created before. Because persistence in my mind feels like, just like I said, infinite, the infinite possibilities. There's infinite possibilities. Mm. Well, even that aspect of giving yourself the permission to, to play again, that in and of itself is its own task even just getting back to that point where to see the importance of the inner child to give the permission of the inner child to play to to heal the inner child so they can overcome the obstacles that may come from those yearnings mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when you talk about the healing work and the different modalities you know i guess that's going to be one of the guides for this conversations because there's so many aspects to it when did you know that sound and music was that core to just i don't know bring the community aspect of persistence together? I would say that like a few years ago when I started meditating and I started going through YouTube and listening to music, sound healing and different Mm. music modalities, I understood music in a different way that I hadn't understood it before. I, on some level, I guess, like I've always enjoyed music and listening to it and dancing to it. But then there's like different vibrational music that can really help calm and help me feel more at ease and more in flow. Mm -hmm. I look at music as deeply, deeply as like as sound healing. And um, I think everybody can attest that music is just in general healing for everybody. It's like, if you're going through something, you put on some music, it, it just, it helps helps you move um, through it helps you move it through help you yeah inspire. yeah 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 and um i think when you were asking me like how not only music but how do i get in touch with my inner child or be more at play um the last couple of years allowing myself to slow down um the last few years has allowed me to get in touch with my inner child more and more mm. with flow fans and painting yeah i like that well it just it's even the sense of the the opposite of like the when you open one door of manifestation it kind of leads you to more doors of opportunities it's the same thing with the the healing it looks like is that one healing leads you to another healing leads you to another healing leads you to another one and then you start to see that they're all kind of connected in their own way shape or form so that's kind of like the grand scope that I can kind of see that you're building with persistence is just this kind of one-stop shop of like healing play on wheels. So oh, I, like I, guess, <laughs> I guess the question that I have for you with that sense is what has been kind of your most empowering healing modality as of late? I mean, obviously like there's, you can't compare, they're all different, but like what have been some of the ones that have been really like, Oh, this has helped me like even more play, even more, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. it. <laughs> this one's this one's a no-brainer. So uh, it directly relates to something that's written on my bus too, which says it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. So there's a community that I've been a part of for two years uh with my hero. Uh his name is Kyle Cease. And the community for I don't know how long I've been doing it for, but Every Tuesday night, and it used to be Monday nights, we jump online with a big group of people, could be 20, could be 50, could be 200 people, you never know, 
And we get thrown into these different breakout rooms with people that we do not know. And we talk uh-huh. about what's possible in the world. And so if you and I were in this room and we never, we've never met and we start talking about like, you just start talking about what's possible. It's like, oh, it's totally possible that my bus is going to go state to state. And it's totally possible that I'm going to uh, manifest dinner date, collaborate. And it's totally possible I can forgive myself and forgive others. And it's totally possible. And I keep talking for like so many minutes about what's possible. And then the other person comes behind me and supercharges me. And they're like, oh, yeah, Allison, it's totally possible that you're going to take that bus state to state. And you're going to do this. And you're going to do that. And they just like supercharge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like like your vibrations like you don't even know this person. Most likely. If you, well, I mean, I, I sometimes meet the same people in these rooms and it's uncomfortable sometimes to talk to, to, to mm. people that you don't know about like your dreams and like what you think is possible. Yeah. But if you just lean into the medicine and the magic that that can provide of being like, I'm just going to put it out there and it doesn't matter. It just, just put it out there and just say what, what I think is possible. And so that person supercharges, I'm already getting like excited talking about it. And so that person supercharges and then, and then that person does, it's totally possible. And then I supercharge them. Hmm. And so before you know it, your vibration is just so high that how can you not attract what you, your heart desires when your vibration feels so high like that. And when you regularly practice with people, that vibration continues not just for that moment but like when you get off that call and like what actions you're making and like what you're doing Mm. and what happens the next day and and Mm. and and if you imagine talking to these people and playing it out uh yeah so that's like one exercise that I do but um my Mm. my fascination is with with children uh they have such an impressionable age when they're so young and um to to, to teach them the tools that I didn't have growing up is what this mm. is all about. Like this motivation to share mm. my experience because yeah. I didn't know about meditation. I mean, I knew about meditation, but I didn't practice listening to silence and meditating until a few years ago. And that is how I manifest from the inside out through, through meditation and through listening. Mm. This aspect of self-awareness, cultivating space for you to really let the heart be heard is kind of one of the biggest themes that keeps cutting through in this, you know, this journey of manifestation and the kind of personal knowing that I have is the connection that you have with kids and the youth and that aspect of like being able to, you know, pass on these, you know, seeds of wisdom that they can like plant and nurture themselves as little kids. And just to see how quickly they can apply these like deep teachings and just instantly like avoid like 70% of this crazy chaos that they may have to experience is just because they have this opportunity and they see the value in it. It's, it's something that we really can't put into words of how, I mean, honestly, just how dope that we can make this place just by teaching the youth these real core teachings of the heart and just in kind of your own journey of teaching, like when did you really fall in love with this? Just knowing that it's like, yeah, teaching is like, this is it. Like I, whatever I'm doing, like it needs to be a part of it. Forever. I I just love, I, I love, I, since I was in like five and I had, 
about <laughs> 50 dolls in my room and I pretended I was a teacher forever. <laughs> it's always been that way. Um, That's great. And uh, yeah, babysitting and like working at the YMCA and mm. just every aspect. I've, I've just always been around kids. Something about teaching um, and sharing and connecting and kids are just so fun. Like, so this is kind of a good segue to, to kids is, so I have this couch inside the bus, Peter, and mm -hmm. uh, there's cushions that you re can remove and it's huge. You can sleep four people across it. And what we're painting on there is not just some really cool peacock feathers at the bottom, but the back, the back panel is going to be a huge teaching panel. So it's going to say um, the ABCs of Ayurveda and conscious living. And so each letter uh, symbolizes a different teaching tool that I've learned that will always be there on the bus. And so uh, the other thing I didn't mention to you is that uh, when I leave this earth, uh, this bus will be carried on by uh, the bus godparents. There's about eight of them. And the bus also has bus cousins. That's a real, <laughs> it's a real thing. It. It's a real thing. And so it will always be mm. a space that has given so much healing. And spread so much love and light. And it will just keep going because I took the time mm. to heal the bus. Like I'm taking time to heal myself. Oof. Oof. And nothing screams again as more of a validating, I guess you would say, sign than to see life continue to open up these experiences to continue the dream and the vision. And I think that's probably the coolest thing to know is when, you know, whenever you are in that like vibration of your own beingness, that play, that, that love, that heart space, everything just keeps working out in the divine timing that it always plays out to. So I, there is so much more that I'm going to talk with you about. There's so many more questions I have. You know, you drop synergistic, you drop different aspects of plant medicine, Ayurveda. We got to dive into this. So I'm going to ask you to stick around for the after show. But before we part, what's one kind of, I guess you would say, what's your final message or what could be one final message of this show's closing to really just gift our listeners with a little bit of that? That Allison vibe. <laughs> oh, got to wrap it up with a sentence. That's tricky for me. Um, <laughs> let me just see what that, what's coming through on that. I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to share my story about persistence with you and the listeners um, and to to wrap something up about her is, I don't know how to wrap it up about her, Peter. There's just so much. Ooh, well, I can't wait to keep unfolded what's on the journey, what's behind the inspirations, all the travels and adventures that really brought persistence to be today. 
in the next episode. So with that, roll the outro. Thanks again to our sponsors for making this show possible. Thank you, We Are Storkly, for your conscious human apparel. Shop online at wearehistorically.com. Level up your life and raise your vibration with specialized Fibonacci tuning forks. Get your vibrational sound tools for your personal enhancement at energybodytuners.com. Another Creative Art Production by Retro Earth Studio. I'm excited about this one, though. I really am. I can't wait. I, you've got such a great story, Allison. I, it, this <laughs> is, it's just sometimes I don't hop in because I'm having so much fun being in the audience, being the observer and watching and listening. You know what I mean? I don't want to disturb the flow. So it's a joy for me to do this. And that concludes this episode of Creatives Chat. Thank you for watching our show. Click the bell button to get notified of future episodes. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We always hope hit that subscribe. Kids are the wave of the future and we're all just children healing our inner child anyway in these adult bodies. Mm, I love it.